Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached. When I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom, I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 416, a fall bowl of turkey soup, and I am your co-host and the guy who has done it again. And I'm your co-host. And the guy who has gotten his Thanksgiving turkey. Nice. Yes, Man, sir. That's that's big stuff. And especially, especially if you pay attention to the news, you know that getting a turkey from the grocery store this year from delicious farm turkeys is going to be a little bit more hard to do and more costly. So I'm glad to yeah. hear you saved some money. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know that I save money, to be honest, on this deal with the amount of gas and effort I put into it, but but I do have my Thanksgiving turkey. He's plucked. He is in the cooler right now. Got to package him up. It was not the one I mentioned on here a few weeks ago that the weird dude by himself with the hens. Wasn't him. Yeah. I haven't seen him again. I don't know. He's, he's, he's in his tunnel somewhere. But uh, He's probably out doing some shopping or... 
you know, maybe at the nail salon, there's no telling. Yeah, well, I did finally get it done yesterday morning. It was three long beards together and was able to get my fall gobbler, so I'm super pumped about that. And, you know, I, I do like, that's usually the only one I pluck. You know, I don't really pluck yeah. any of my spring turkeys, but I do have to kill one, one fall turkey and then pluck him and eat him for Thanksgiving. The, the, the big question is, do I carry him to my family's Thanksgiving or Audrey's family Thanksgiving? Big, big deal there. Man, you know, here's, here's my thoughts on that. Your blood will be much more lenient and forgiving than the family you marry into. There you go. So my plan would be to take that delicious wild turkey to the in-laws mm. and then just tell the family, I'm sorry I didn't get a turkey for for you guys this year. <laughs> They're still going to love you no matter what. That's unconditional love, blood. Wow. Dude, that makes a lot more sense. My thought process was Audrey's family, there'll be less people there, so I'll get to take home more leftovers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, benefit number two. <laughs> <laughs> I had a much more selfish reasoning, but I'll take it. That's funny. Yeah, that's not a bad plan either. Yeah. Either yeah, way, no, same I, result, and I think you win. Yeah, there you go. So it sounds like we've decided it's going to the in-law. Yeah. Very well, what good. have what have you what have you done again? I have a feeling I know what it is. It's not something most people want to do again. Well, I made it around one more time. That's my fifty-second rotation. All right. Yeah. Oh, you had a birthday. Yeah. I didn't know that. Is that what year is this? Five two. Seventy. Oh, fifty two. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. Well, congrats. But I do tell everyone I'm about fifteen to eighteen years older than I really am, and then that way they say, "Man, are you serious? You look great." <laughs> there you go. Compliment any way I can get it, even if I have to lie to get it. You look great. You don't look a day over fifty-five. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, yeah. That's awesome. Congrats and happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take you know thirty more, forty more, as long as I'm able to Heck. keep toting a shotgun around. I'll be I'll be okay with that. Hey, if it gets to that point, I'll I'll stuff you in a backpack and we'll go. I'm, I'm still training with Josie, so by that point, I'll be able to carry you around. That's true. <laughs> I'll probably be pretty light by then, skin and Yeah, they, that's that'll be the one good thing. You'll lose you'll lose a lot of weight, so I can get I can get you. We'll go. We're going. I'm gonna buy you the most technologically advanced set of hearing protection, and I'm just gonna throw the gun <laughs> over your shoulder and use you as my rest. Hey. That, Sounds good. I think my brother actually did that when I was a kid shooting ducks one time. I, I don't. I, I do remember him physically using me as a rest. But yeah. we got the duck, so it was worth it. There I may not go. be able to hear much anymore, but we got the duck. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the bad side effects of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens when a shotgun rests on your shoulder. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, I may need to get you some eye protection as well. Yeah. Well. With your birthday hitting, how long does that put us till turkey season? Oh man, that's a good question. You know, I haven't looked at that. So let's let's look at that real quick and see how far out we are for Alabama season here. I know you and I will be hunting in 124 days. That's not long. That's not long at all. That's very yeah, exciting. So as a matter of fact, we're going to be cranking it up early. Well, Alabama is 148, 20 hours. Eight minutes and thirty seconds away. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, 
big stuff, man. Won't be long. Yeah, won't be long. It's Not it's coming enough. quick. I, I it kind of dawned on me like yesterday. I said to Audrey, I was like, wait, November's next week. Like that means duck season is right on the horizon. You got Thanksgiving, duck season, Christmas, then you got Unicoi, NWTF convention, and turkey season. And I mean, it's gonna go fast. Right from here forward, it goes really fast. Yeah. Except for like that last two weeks of February. That yeah, goes kind of slow. Yeah. <laughs> You're in there polishing the gun 14 times a day, you know. Mm-hmm. You just pass a call. You got to go squawk on it a couple times. And, you know, it just it, that, that two weeks takes forever, in my opinion, because it's like all the anticipation is really high at that point. That to me is like being a kid and it not being a week before Christmas, but actually being Christmas Day and you got the toys that you wanted. You just didn't get the batteries because <laughs> the new turkey accurate. calls are there sitting around and yeah, yeah, you get a chance to run them, but mm, it's just not the same as calling to one that's hammering back at you and got that adrenaline yeah. pumping and heart rates elevated. It's just not the same. Oh gosh, I'm ready to go. You got to stop. Stop talking about it. Yeah. Good stuff, man. For sure. Oh man. Well, cool. Well, we have, uh, we have some turkey news. Yeah, turkey I'm excited. This, week. This, this cool weather we finally got to hit. It went straight from summer to winter here in Tennessee, but it's got me wanting to eat some turkey soup and talk some turkey soup. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you why don't you crank us up with that? You were telling me about an Arkansas article. I'd say we start on a really positive note. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that I really have any negative news in mind, but we'll find out. Maybe there's something there. Hmm. All right, so the first article I have is one that the headline really caught my eye. It says, Turkey Futures on the Rise on Favorable Weather. And it was written by Brian Hendricks, and it's on ArkansasOnline.com. So if any of you guys want to go out and read that article, welcome to go out there and find that. And basically what the article is saying is that Scientists say that in order to have a growing turkey population, you need to have, in these turkey survey, you need to have at least 2.0 poults per hen. So in all of the the poult survey, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the standard of measure there. Uh-huh. So what they're saying in this article is back in the day when Arkansas was rocking and rolling. So, you know, try to say the late 90s, early 2000s, when they were doing these observations, that they would see, observers would see anywhere from three and a half to six poults per hen. Now, that's pretty crazy. And obviously, amazing. (laughs) yeah, the numbers are are nowhere near that today. But they're turning around in Arkansas. And that's very positive news. And, you know, they're saying, hey, this is likely a result of, of drier weather. And yeah, yeah, but they're, they, they give some results for the different areas within the state, like the Ozarks, they're saying, Hey, we got 1.64 pulse per hen. Well, they're getting very close to that 2.0 number and, you know, list out the different regions and they run anywhere from 1.46 pulse per hen to 2.21 pulse per hen. So Things look like they're improving in Arkansas, whether it's weather wow. or it's season changes or it's a combination of both, which is very likely, then 
you know, who cares what the reason is as long as the end result is more turkeys. But yeah, we do we, care how they get there because if it's season changes, then, you know, Arkansas will end up being that, I guess, that standard standard of measure or that case study that we'll probably see implemented across not just southeastern states, but a lot of states across the U.S. where their populations are declining. Yeah, I mean, we've said multiple times that, you know, we're kind of all watching Arkansas, see what they're doing with their season dates and their harvests. And, you know, they launched the new turkey stamp and they're obviously doing a lot of things to try to turn things around. And if they can do it, anybody can. So, yeah, that's huge. I yeah. mean, huge. Yeah, that's a big deal. And, you know, Jeremy Wood, who is, as we know, is the wild turkey biologist for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, he said, you know, there's there's some concerning news there. He's concerned that the number of observations per observer is declining, but that could be that observers are not reporting all of the observations that they have. Yeah, and ho- hopefully they're just seeing so many turkeys, they're like, ah, no point reporting those. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> well, you think about it, it could be one of those situations to where... You know, they see a hen and four poults today, and four days later, they see a hen and four poults, and they don't report it because they say, well, it's the same hen and four poults. Yeah. But you just don't know. Didn't they also say in that article, because I think I read it, that they had 50% more participation of people in the survey. So if you have more people, per person observations will go down, right? Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, so I mean, maybe that's just, you know, you got new people who saw a turkey and put it in there and that's all they did for the year you know well, there there could be a lot to that be a lot to that you know you you have just like you said you have you know someone like me who this year was not in the woods a yeah. lot during the time period that we would have been doing a poult survey in alabama and so you know if i saw a hen driving into my property to go fishing and she had no poults i'd probably go on and report that hen with no poults but I didn't spend mm-hmm. as much time out in the woods, you know, to make observations yeah. like I normally do. So, yeah, there could be a lot of that going on. That That's the thing about these studies and, and, you know, surveys like this. They are imperfect, and every biologist will tell you that. Mm-hmm. But it's better than zero. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people saying what they saw, which in my mind is good data. I mean, that yeah. seems helpful. And yeah. it, this actually is a great segue into my first article that I had. All right. <laughs> so Tennessee, my home state, started a turkey observation survey this year was the first year, at least that I knew about it. I think it was the first year they've done it with the public. They've always done it with like kind of their staff, but this year they really opened it up to the public. And so it was from June 1 to August 31, and they wanted people to report every turkey that they saw through this online system. It was very easy. I did it. I reported every single turkey I saw and you would put in, you know, hen, did she have any poults? Yes. Three, you know, here's four jakes, you know, whatever it was, you just kind of put in what you saw and then they would ask for like an age class of the poults and they had pictures of three different size poults and you'd pick which one was the closest to the poults you saw. And so I guess that's to let them know kind of nest timing. Yeah. But which I thought was a cool addition. Uh, I was like, that's yeah. really interesting. I'm sure that's good information because it was easy. Like I look at the turkeys and then I'm putting this thing in. Okay, these poults were, you know, tiny. They look like this one. Or those were pretty big poults. They look like chicken size like that one, you know. Mm-hmm. And so 
first year, you know, you wouldn't think you'd get too much participation. Well, they absolutely did. They, they title of this article is TWRA shares wild Turkey count survey numbers. They are blown away. Mm. So that's freaking awesome. Good job, fellow Tennesseans. So we have 36,000 turkeys were counted by the public from all 95 counties. And then the TWRA counted an additional 7,341 turkeys, their actual staff. So there were 4,243 public observations and 100 or 1,284 staff observations. And so what they came up with, they still got to release like the pulse per hen and all that stuff. So they haven't done that yet. Like that, they just kind of have released this preliminary data. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it was really cool that close to 3,000 people in Tennessee actually posted, like, took the time to do this. So that's great. And I was one of them. I, I, I did every turkey I saw because I'm like, hey, I'm a turkey hunter. I love the wild turkey. I want to conserve this bird. If the scientists from my state want me to help them, I'm in. I right. Mean, Especially as something as simple as pulling out my smartphone and saying, hey, I saw three turkeys, two poults and a hen. How difficult is that? Yeah. <laughs> so, and that data can be very, I mean, if they do that every year, they should be able to see population trends through that, in my mind. I mean, pretty simple to me. Yeah. So, good job, Tennesseans, on participating this year and counting all your turkeys. So we got 36,000 turkeys, and I'm, I'll report back once they release the number of gobblers, hens, poults, jakes, all that stuff. Uh, I'll be really interested to see the poult numbers for this year. If I'm guessing, I think it's going to be similar to Arkansas. I think we're going to be in the one and a half to two range because I think it was a pretty decent year. It wasn't a boom, but it was a good year mm-hmm. from just my personal observations. I saw several hens with poults. I didn't see hen any hens with just a ton of poults. I saw several hens with four, three, four poults, you know? Yeah. And then I saw several hens that didn't have any poults. But as we've talked about, there was a lot of jakes last year, which means there's a lot of jennies last year, which means they probably didn't have poults. Mm-hmm. You'd expect to see hen flocks without poults. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the news on the hatch in Tennessee and Arkansas is probably more encouraging than what we had in Alabama, but... You know, that's one of those things. And there's always pockets, you know, so I don't yeah. want it to sound like I'm you know, all doom and gloom on that. And one year does not make a trend. So hopefully we can yeah. continue to have some good hatches like we had before last and or year before this yes. one, I should say. So, you know, get it, yeah. get it still pushing in the right direction. So, yeah, man, that's, well, that's good news, yeah. you know, that y'all had great participation with that. And, yeah. Excellent. You know, I I just, I have to say this, and there are outliers, obviously, but turkey hunters, we are a very passionate folks about the sport and not just about the sport, but about the animal that is the subject of the sport, the target, so to speak. And so I don't know really that I'm all that surprised that there was great participation in it, but yeah, you know, hats off to all you guys who did participate in it. Keep it up and be yeah. sure next year, you know, next summer, be sure to tell your hunting buddies about to do the, the turkey survey. To, yeah, and encourage them to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, because while that was great, and I'm excited about that, we had 21,000 turkey hunters in Tennessee last year. Hunters. 
So 10% yeah. of them reported their turkeys. We need more. We need, <laughs> let's get that to 50%, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're a resident and you hunt turkeys here, the least you can do is report how many turkeys you see in the summer. It's not yeah. difficult. So good to do. Hopefully that'll, you know, it'll be one of those things I bet that grows every year as more people become accustomed to it, hear about it, and remember to do it. So we'll see how that goes. What What else do you have for us? I have something that, I don't know, is a, a little strange to me, but I'm going to read it anyway, and maybe I'm missing something here, and you can help explain what I'm missing. So the Missouri Department of Conservation is asking hunters to submit feathers from wild turkeys that they harvest during fall seasons to help improve population management. So they're asking for hunters to submit a wing and three to five feathers from the breast after they telecheck their turkey. And this is in Missouri? This is in Missouri. Okay. And Missouri, after they telecheck that turkey, I'm assuming maybe the app will ask them if they want to submit the feathers. And if so, then the state's going to send them a postage paid return envelope to send the feathers back to the Department of Conservation at no cost to the hunter. And I'm just assuming maybe they're using that information to check the age of the birds that are harvested during the, the feathers. Fall. Yeah, because yeah, I guess the wing would tell juvenile from adult. You would think so. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, the the breast feather should tell the difference between a gobbler and a, a hen. Yes. Aren't aren't you doing that in the telecheck? <laughs> Unless not be- they don't believe them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they don't believe them, or maybe they think there's a, a large discrepancy or error in data reported on telecheck by fall hunters because, you know, you get that young Jake that's harvested, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, people don't really know that that's a Jake, and they're reporting that as a hen. I, I You know, if there's no beard present and no spurs, maybe... <laughs> somebody could misinterpret or misconstrue what they've harvested i i don't know but i have a feeling there's something else they're doing something else with those feathers i just don't think they would go through that much trouble i mean i don't know what but i wonder if they got some kind of genetic testing or something going you know where isn't it mississippi that's trying to figure out like how to test dna from turkeys to see how many like individual turkeys there are and kind of what the family dynamics are or something. Yeah, I think that's right. I believe that is Mississippi. So I wonder if they're going to try to do something with the feather. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they have to have another reason to want these feathers. I, I mean, <laughs> I would hope. I would hope so too. Cause if all they're wanting is to like double check that when I submit that I killed a juvenile gobbler, that I actually killed a juvenile gobbler, that, that seems like it's probably going to cost a lot of money to, and what are you going to do with that, you know? Yeah, are you going to put a regulation in place that says, okay, you can't harvest hens in the fall, you can only harvest gobblers, and maybe they're doing this just as a way for... To see if people can tell. <laughs> right, because in in another sentence here in the article that I skipped, says hunters who successfully harvest a turkey during either the archery deer and turkey season or fall firearms turkey season can voluntarily submit feathers from their turkey at no cost. So maybe they're having an issue 
with hunters who really are deer hunters and just don't know about, you know, how to identify a mature or immature or a male or a female turkey just because they don't know enough about turkeys, just ignorance. Mm. Maybe they're, you know, trying to, to determine if that's where an error in reporting is happening. I don't know. It just, it just seems strange to me, you know, if they had said, hey, you know, we're, we're using this just for research, I wouldn't have given it a second thought. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. And this is research, obviously, but they say that they're going to use this to help improve population management. So don't know. Very maybe Maybe we'll get a follow-up article on it, you know, sometime in yeah. the summer or spring or something like that, and we can... You know, if I stumble across that, I'll I'll try to remember to share it with you guys. Yeah, that that is quite interesting. I'm gonna move us into a very Gerald-like situation where we have a tormenting turkey. Ooh, all right. And you know, maybe this turkey's related to Gerald, because but but this one's in Ohio, so long way off his eastern brother. Uh huh. But this turkey, there's actually video of it. It's pretty funny if you want to look it up. But if you just it's on Fox 19, an unexpected visitor turkey breaks into Miami Township home. You can watch the video of it, but this wild turkey flies through this basement window into the daughter's playroom. Mm. And so <laughs> she says it was insane, the noise, the window's huge. We ended up seeing him behind the couch. He was like four feet tall, so we just <laughs> hurried up and closed the door so he wouldn't get out. <laughs> So the window's broken, so they get the cops in there, and you got, like, the body cam footage of them going after this turkey. And so, they, like, they go in with guns drawn, like, look like they're doing a drug bust of this gobbler that's running around in the basement. Four-foot-tall gobbler, by the right. way. I would is, have a gun drawn as well. <laughs> that's a stud turkey. And anyway, they catch it in, like, a fishing net is what it looks like. And they're carrying it out, and then it gets out of the net and, like, in two steps, bounds out and flies back out the same window. Huh. Never to be seen again. Ooh, dun-dun-dum. So, if you're in the Miami township of Ohio, better lock your windows and reinforce them. He's out there. You know, it could just be a turkey who has a... I don't know, a collection of Peppa the Pig dolls or something like that and saw <laughs> one that he didn't have and thought, hey, I need that one. Yeah, and it, I mean, he went to great lengths to get it. Mm-hmm. A wild turkey cat burglar. <laughs> Pretty interesting. It's always funny to me when these articles are written by people who obviously don't they turkey hunt. or Nothing or, about wild turkeys, yeah. Yeah, they, they just it. have no idea about turkeys and the things they say is always hilarious the way they phrase things like with gerald in california when he was tormenting the garden and now yep. this turkey and you know four a four foot tall turkey would that is a i mean you gotta think that thing would be like at your chest level mm -hmm. <laughs> that is a big turkey <laughs> that's a huge turkey <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. One of my favorite things that I read in those articles, most of the time that are written by people who know nothing about turkeys is when they start talking about the turkey's talons. Oh, yeah. Talons. The turkey's talons are extremely sharp. And, you know, yeah, their toenails are, are relatively sharp, but because they walk on the ground all the time, they're, 
you know, worn down. They're not all that sharp, but we know they're talking about their spurs. They just don't know that that's not a talon, that's a spur. Yeah, So I, I don't know. I like talons. I might start calling them that. that yeah. You know, how long were his talons? <laughs> People would immediately write me off as a non-turkey hunter. <laughs> that's, that's a valid point. You'll get some odd looks. Yeah, I killed one with an inch and a half talons today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I've got one that I think most of the readers are going to find pretty interesting. Turkey disables mine in Black Sea. Now, I don't, I don't think they used a turkey for that. What? Is it the country of Turkey disabled a mine, or you're saying they used a turkey? Oh, never mind. We'll skip that and go on to another article then. What? (laughs) (laughs) You had me so confused. (laughs) That's not hard to do with you, Cameron. Yeah, I I get confused pretty quick. I I mean, I was like, hey, I mean, they train stuff, you know, pigeons to fly letters to people. Maybe they can get a turkey to go. (laughs) Hey, disable the red wire. They have a, a wild turkey on their bomb, their bomb <laughs> squad. <laughs> All right, so we were talking about Arkansas and Tennessee's turkey surveys, and Pennsylvania's, I believe, has wrapped theirs up as well. They haven't really come out with the results, but there's some talk, initial talk, I should say, about a pretty good hatch in the state of Pennsylvania as a whole. So, you good. know, some, some promising news out there. Like what, like I talked about earlier, but there really was not much to that arc, and so I'm going to combine that with the fact that there's still some counties in West Virginia who have a fall season open. Maryland right. has a fall season open. Missouri has a fall season open. There are lots of states right now that have fall seasons open, and so if you want to be like Cameron, there's opportunities out there to put a fall wild turkey on the table for thanksgiving so get out there and enjoy you know that was just something i was going to piggyback on that very brief pennsylvania news article there yeah i'll i'll toss a really brief one in too before i go into my main one i I saw where michigan they were receiving a lot of requests to increase their limit from one to two turkeys or per spring but it looks like they are not going to do that so they're they're going to keep it at one gobbler per person per spring. So yeah. is what it looks like. And, I mean, they specifically say they worry that raising the limit from one to two could take out too many males. So they're not recommending a change. Well, I'm not, obviously not a resident of Michigan, but I can say this. I was blown away when I first started this podcast at the number of not just hunters in Michigan, but the number of turkey hunters in Michigan. And yeah, big hunting state. It is a huge hunting state. And so, you know, I'm no expert. I'm no resident. I don't have a dog in the fight. But if you like the way things are going with your population in your state, raising the limit may not be the way to go. I'm just going to say it that way. You know, there could be uh, some, some really viable, solid argument to increasing the bag limit but once you raise it and you kill those turkeys out there's no way to bring them back when the population starts to decline so yeah and i mean 
you know they're hearing from the rest of the country and seeing what's going on. So it just doesn't seem like this would be the time to do it. Yeah. You know, hey, if y'all got a bunch of them and everyone else kills all theirs out, we can learn from it. And maybe y'all will help repopulate our states one day if we kill them all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and if somebody's got, if somebody's got some stats and some numbers on that, that they want to share and want to come on the show and say, Hey, here was our argument for wanting to increase the bag limit. By all means, reach out to Cameron and me. We'd, we'd love to just hear the information again. You know, we're not claiming to be experts on your state, but if, if you are, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. And I mean, the thing too, is it's not like they're not killing many, like, I right. think they, they're usually, I think last year they were fourth in the nation in harvest. Yeah. So. Yeah. The turkey hunters killing I know up there are good hunters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have a ton of, they got a bunch of hunters and if a bunch of hunters kill one turkey, that still adds up to a bunch. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't think I disagree with that, but I was, my, my main article I was planning on going, I just kind of came across that one, but it looks like. The National Wild Turkey Federation, the NWTF, has announced the 2023 Grand National Calling Championships Hall of Fame, the new class. So the main one I saw in here, Mark Prudhomme, one of our former guests multiple times. And as we've said, you know, he's just an incredible caller at everything animal. So Prudhomme holds 17 titles, four owl hooting, two gobbling I'm not going to read all these, but he's Grand Nationals. He's got it all, you know. Then you have Matt Moret. Another one is Tucker Crisp and Ricky Joe Bishop. I don't know that I'm familiar with them. Do you know them? I have heard the name of Ricky Joe, but I don't know Tucker. And Rick, Looks like Ricky Joe is a big call maker. He's, yeah. he's produced more than a million calls, so I'd say he's made a few. Yeah, one or two. Yeah. And he won the Grand Nationals back in 94 and 95. So that, that explains why I might not be familiar with him, because that's when I was born. Yeah. So And then Tucker Crisp holds 11 titles. He won the first champion of champions, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. Looks like he's in Mississippi or Louisiana. He's won a bunch down there. So the total class is Ricky Joe Bishop, Tucker Crisp, Matt Moret, Mark Prudhomme, and Louis Stowe, who has passed away. So they're going to posthumously give him a Hall of Fame as well. Yeah. So. Yep. Some pretty cool class there. Yeah, some tremendous call if makers. If you read in the accolades, group, I mean, yeah, if you read all these accolades, they these guys knew how to and know knew and know how to call turkeys, owls, gobble all of it. How to call them and how to build the calls to call them. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. I, I love I love that the NWTF honors people like that. I think that's really cool. I think it is as well. And if any of you guys happen to bump into anyone on that list, be sure to congratulate them. You know, that's it's quite an honor. We uh, so many of us do this as a hobby, you know, as as a pastime for a lot of us as well. But there are people who do this for a living, and quite a privilege to be honored like that. So that is cool. Very good yeah. stuff. So you said you have an article on Maine? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I do. <laughs> I thought I heard right. you say you had an article on Maine. I was going to fight with you to see if it was the same one. No, no I, think, I think you told yourself that and heard it in my voice, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite possible. I do that. You know, when I dream, <laughs> the dreams are me in the dream, but 
I'm I'm Cameron's voice. I have Cameron's voice. There you go. So, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So in Maine, this is a big deal. And for you guys who don't really hunt out of state, you may say that it seems silly to say that this is a big deal. But in a lot of these northeastern states, you have to physically go and register your harvest, especially of wild turkeys. You have to go to a tagging station. Usually it's a convenience store or something like that, sporting goods store, and let them tag your bird for you and enter the data. But Maine is considering going to an electronic tagging of spring wild turkey beginning in 2023. So I think that would be a good move. More likely to have people tag their birds and you get more data that way, in my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, I do see the benefit in physically taking a bird to be tagged because yeah, it's to me just seems to be an easier, I guess, checks and balance procedure for law enforcement. You know, if you've gotten that physical tag in your hand after taking that bird to a C-store or a, a sporting goods store and they hand you that and you get pulled over going home with that bird in the back of your truck or SUV or car and you've got that physical tag then the law enforcement knows that you've done what you need to do but yeah no i i think physical tag is better than electronic but from my understanding i thought we did an article on a past soup episode where maine made it where you didn't have to check your turkeys anymore after covid oh was that maine i do recall us covering an article like we were kind of shocked yeah it was i'm almost positive because when I went to Maine, we didn't have to check them, but it was the COVID year, and I guess that would have spread COVID. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think they kind of did away with it br- briefly, so hopefully they bring it back in some capacity in my mind. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, in looking this, I mean, it's, it does say beginning in 2023, so, you know, it's... Uh, mm. But, yeah, I agree with you. So. I think... I do. I think the physical tag is the best where you have to literally wrap it on the bird and then take it, you know, and check it. Yeah. And I remember when we were in, when I was in Maine, Chip and I had a double on that hunt and we physically registered or checked that bird at a sea store. Mm-hmm. And then, it's kind of fun to do that, you know? Like, yeah. I always have enjoyed that every time I've had to do that in a state. I, Usually the guy checking them is interesting, and he's looking at it, and you know, talk about the story. So I don't know. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a little fun debrief. to be able to share that success, and you know, you've got someone who sees birds coming in there all the time, and you know, it's just a another opportunity to talk about the sport. So yeah, of course, that's always fun. Super cool. But yeah, they're thinking about it, talking about it. For you guys who live in Maine and turkey hunt in Maine, you may want to put your two cents in and they are reminding that this will apply only to spring wild turkey. That if Hmm. it's bear or deer or moose, you still have to physically go and get that tagged. So Yeah, it sounds like it's not going to pertain to their fall season, which I think is still going on. Yeah. I will say this, you know, where it does become an inconvenience is for traveling hunters like us yeah you know i i killed a bird in new hampshire and had to be on an airplane like three hours after i killed him well yeah you know i had to travel 
45 minutes the wrong direction to go and mm-hmm. physically register or tag my bird. Yeah. Cause, I mean, most of the time where you're hunting is not close to exactly a check station. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that creates a little bit of stress, but you know, Hey, if that's, if that's the stress and I have to move I'll my flight to later in the day, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. That's good stress. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So what about you? Any other articles or is that it for you? That wraps me up, man. I'm, uh, that's all I'm going to bring today. You know, we've, we've got a pretty good show here with all of this and encouraging show in my mind. You know, Arkansas, apparently that was a 10-year high for them on their reproduction. So that's great. And That is great news. You know, that turkey survived, that threw through the, flew through the window. He yeah, wasn't euthanized. So he's still out there to hunt. Yeah, didn't even get tased. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And anyway, it seems like there's just a lot of news on the turkeys these days, I think. And I think that's always a good thing. Yeah. You guys also learned that I speak in Cameron's voice when I dream, that I'm now yeah. a year older, and that turkey disabled a mine in the Black Sea. <laughs> I will say I think that, that should be that should be a new segment for the show. At the end, we should have a what did we learn today? And... <laughs> That could have been yours, you know. Turkey, <laughs> turkeys can disable mines in the Black Sea. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's do that. I like that. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. So I will say this before we call it a week. In looking for these articles to present for today's turkey soup, I did see a number of articles reporting hunting accidents, mm. deer hunting starting across the country. And I just want to just throw a little tip out there. Any of you guys, whether you're deer hunting or you're upland bird hunting, your fall turkey hunting, whatever it is, be safe. Yeah. You know, we talk about this in the spring a good bit. I don't know that we necessarily mention it in the fall, but there's probably more of us out in the woods in the fall. And and by us, I just mean hunters, period, Mm -hmm. than there are in the spring. And I just feel like there's more opportunities and it doesn't have to be a true hunting accident most accidents are caused by falls so be smart Mm -hmm. be safe when you're climbing in a tree stand be smart be safe when you're traveling to and from hunting and the last thing i want to throw out is be considerate if you're sharing that hunting land with somebody else and they beat you to a spot kindly bow out so Absolutely. I think that's a good favor of the week for this fall. Yeah, that is a good favor of the week. Well, fantastic. Yeah, something we haven't done. Yeah. Genius. Brilliant. <laughs> Very cool. Well, man, congratulations on your bird. I'm excited for you. And I, was, I sure appreciate it. I was happy to get him. It came down to the wire. Only had two days left in season, so I was yeah. happy to happy to make it happen. I, I'm looking forward to sucking him down in a couple weeks. Well, I know you well enough to know you would have been okay not tagging a bird this fall, but you work hard That's for correct. it. And, yeah. you know, it's it's nice to be rewarded when you do work hard and so, and and, and to appreciate it as well. Yeah. And I know you, you do all those things, so congrats to you, man. Well, uh, I, was, I was also happy because, so I always stick to my rule of one per area per year. And so where I killed this one was a new area I did not hunt in the spring. So 
yeah. worked out great, you know. So I, I just have really enjoyed that rule for myself, and it works out really good because I've always seemed to be hunting new areas, which is fun. And I know I've only removed one turkey from that flock per year. Yeah. So, this spot is my fall spot. I don't know why, but it's money in the fall. <laughs> yeah. I went in the spring and I did scare one on purpose after calling him up there, but I didn't shoot any because I was like, this is where I'm going to get my fall turkey. <laughs> mm-hmm. It worked out. So Very cool. Well, and you have a great memory from that as well. And that's not just the hunt, but the picture with you and Josie and you holding yeah. that turkey is awesome. Yeah, she so. was she was really proud of me. <laughs> yes, she was. And she knew she was going to get little tiny pieces of turkey at Thanksgiving now. So <laughs> She has eaten some wild turkey, and she loves it, so that's good. Of course she she loves it. That's probably yeah. primarily what Audrey ate when she was toting her around <laughs> in her belly. Very true. Very, very true. <laughs> hey, All that's right, awesome. man. Well, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, let's do that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.